Hello and welcome to the second live episode of the Inner Miami Show. I'm one part of your co-hosting duo, Brandon Griffin, and with me is the Chelsea man himself, Mr. Mike Longan. How are you? I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing is our song's still going, so let's get that. We're still figuring out this live thing. Uh, I'm not great. Chelsea yeah. played kind of like we expected them to play today, but the good news is this wasn't a final. We still we get our second shot. Oh wow! Wow, pulling out just the for you, high. my friend. Just for you. Okay, this is deserved. This is fair. I got to remind you. So for all of our viewers, we are going to keep this to one hour today. <laughs> we know quite a few of you are batter, uh, batter herons, uh, total football, not total football. Uh, what's uh, Franco's show? Uh, Miami Total Football. They're both going live at nine. We want to cut over there. Uh, Brent and I are big believers that there's room in the pool for everyone. There's a lot of different takes on Air Miami. So we're going to keep this to an hour. Yeah. We're going to drive hard and let you guys switch over. So appreciate everyone who's jumped in to watch us today. And uh, yeah, we're going to let's get the show on the road. It's been a busy week, busy oh. week. And we're only on Wednesday. I know. And, you know, we wanted we were thinking about coming at you again after the Al Nasser game. But there's just so much to cover. Like, let's just jump right into it. Right. Like first, you know, we always start like to start off with transfer rumors if we have any. And and crazily enough, we've got them. First off, yep. good luck, Nico Stefanelli. He's on his way out to Hungary. I will not pronounce the club name because I will screw it up. It's it's kind of sad. He was here almost exactly one year, like to the day. Yeah. Uh he was supposed to be he was supposed to be the Argentinian that wasn't messy. And was like, oh, yeah. we want an Arsenian. We said we got Stefanelli, but there was big hopes for him, and it never, it never came together. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he ever coach, really but... between injuries and the coaching changes, like it just didn't work for him here. And I, I think, you know, maybe if we didn't have the whole overhaul in the summer, maybe we would have seen something from him. But um, you know, probably best for everybody to move on. We need the cap space. We need the roster spot and he needs to go someplace where he's going to play uh because he's still young enough to to have a good impact so yeah um, wish, best wish best, yeah wishing best of luck I, I just don't think there's nothing else we can really say about it he did not make the impact yeah. we wanted him to make uh we need and he said we need the cap space and we'll cover that a little bit more as we get into our next transfer which hit us out i feel like it's out of the blue it was there was no rumors about this but i think we are like we've talked about this that we should expect it christopher mcveigh heading to dc united uh, this is an interleague trade, so we're getting an international roster slot, and that counts for about roughly it's worth about 150 to 175 in GAM. Uh, and we have there is some performance bonuses, additional GAM, I guess TBD later. They didn't announce it, but this basically said it's it's there's some more coming. So yeah. uh I think we've been kind of suspecting this. Suspecting yeah. this we, we you and I have discussed multiple times that he's not playing. You know, why isn't the kind of the pacey left? Set the, the center back that could be a left back not playing left center back. Why are we playing Noah Allen? And now we have our answer finally, right? Yeah, because Tata's a bad coach. That's well, that's the main reason. And if we, we do have get a, a chance picture to for anybody's listening, we do have a picture of Chris McVeigh up on the screen. If you're confused about who he is, he is the guy on the left. He is not the small man on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I I I yeah, this one this one's a shame because hey, someone told me today we paid over a million dollars for him. So like this was not a cheap acquisition for us. He was Mr. Iron Man, you know, in the 2022 season, played left back the whole time as center back last year. He was our MVP that season, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. He he played lights out, and honestly, I I fully blame Tata for not properly utilizing him because he he could have offered this team a lot and Tata just didn't like him. Yeah, but it was even before then because I think it, I don't I think he was injured or something in the beginning of first last season because he didn't play real yeah. well center back. Well, uh, then we brought in Kamal Miller, and how do you, yeah. you? Kamal Miller is just better than Chris McVeigh, and when you bring in a guy like Alba, like it's it's hard to find a spot for him. So, so this is the kind of the rants I want to go on here against like anti MLS rants, and what I will say is, if you if you go on Twitter today, you had kind of two schools of thought. One was. This is just the first in the dominoes. Inter-Miami has to clear a ton of space to be roster compliant mm -hmm. in three weeks. And then you had the other school of thought going, okay, we got rid of McVeigh because we have another center back coming in and we're clearing space we specifically don't. for them. I definitely fall on the side of we have too many people and we're still trying to clear cap space. But this is my issue with MLS of there is zero transparency. 
right? There's yeah. a couple guys out there that I follow on Twitter that are like have their own spreadsheets. They're trying to keep track of it. But as us as avid fans, it, unless we're willing to do Excel math on a daily basis, we just don't know. And so yeah. I agree that I don't think he's being replaced. I don't think there's another center back coming in behind him. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're just, it's Stefanelli, McVeigh. We're just trying to clear out because we got to afford all these guys we have on our roster. But it is really frustrating as a fan that I have no idea. And this is entire, this is not an inner Miami problem. This isn't a major league soccer problem. Yeah, it's a league wide issue, 100% a league wide issue. And, and, you know, we're, we're unfortunately like, it's not like our owners don't want to spend. Because if they could, they would. They would go out there and buy two center backs. But because of the way the roster is structured and the roster rules are, like we had to go out there and loan somebody, Freyer, to to play center back, who's a one a one time. Uh... Yeah, but that's not even my bigger complaint of the sour cup. My first thing is like easy transparency. Like from what I'm told, it's not like there's a a, a, a MLS system wide computer program where every team's keeping track of it and there's rules based on it like literally something that yeah. a a junior in high school could write as a software like software project that doesn't exist and nope. so that is super frustrating just like we should be able to see it now second thing is the salary cap rules are, are definitely still frustrating though uh brant i did see uh one of our friends posted today about how for the first time, you're seeing multiple MLS teams making $10 million plus acquisitions. Like there's been quite a few. So it does sound like the messy yeah. effect is starting to hit where teams are going so, out and buying better and better players, which is good for major yeah. soccer. And so I have a theory about that. And I think the reason we did not get any roster changes this offseason is because Don Garber said, you guys have one year to start loosening the pockets because next year we're going to start changing the roster rules. I, there's some evidence to back that up. Like we yeah. again, we're seeing spending, and and now let's let's get some spending going, and then we open it up. Like take advantage, full advantage of what you got before we we'll let you do something more. I mean, it's it's the same with yeah. my son. You got to eat your whole dinner before I give you dessert. And yeah. so he's he's challenging the teams now to eat the dinner, make use of the the three DPS, go big, and then we'll finally let you in. So I I we're starting off with a lot of agreement here. Uh, I do want to call out that yeah, I don't like fans, li listeners of the show are asking you to take the hat off that uh, it is no. ugly and disgusting and uh, really listen, letting us all down. I just have if to say that I will not take this hat off today and I will force you to look at the Liverpool hat all day today. So, so for our viewers that he's wearing a Liverpool hat, just so we know when we win the caribou cup, when Chelsea does, I'm going to come up to our next show in full Chelsea kit. And it's not called the that. caribou cup. It's called the carabao cup. Just because you can say it, Baron, so you you're going to win it. I'm sorry. Listen, we, we've we've established it. I can't pronounce any anything on this show. I don't know why you'd expect that to change. Listen, for those of us who are not following us on social media, the afternoon of the Carabao Cup, I you're going to want to follow. It's going <laughs> to get wild. We're going to watch the game together, and it's going to get crazy. I promise you. All right. So moving on, let's get into season ticket holder news because there's yeah we had news in that front today this week. So. A lot of news in season ticket holder news. First you see, off, this podcast starts and all the news starts happening. I'm not saying yeah. one's connected to the other, but oh, it's, not it's, definitely, it's, not. it's definitely connected. Uh, <laughs> so let's start out with, for those that were season ticket holders with, with parking last year, you should have gotten an email from your uh, season ticket rep asking you if you want to buy into it. So I know I was able to get it. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest. Some of my friends got their email about two hours before I did, and I went to full panic mode that I wasn't getting because... I got my Greenlock Gang flag behind me, big Greenlock Gang person, president of Greenlock Gang, and and the Greenlock Gang did not guy did not have green lots, so that was freaked out. But we're good, uh, so that's now available. They have not shared how non renewals are going to work yet, but I don't think there will be non renewals. I, I, we'll see. I guess at this point, this was a surprise to me. Well, I thought they'd go. Remember, I thought they'd go premium I'm and glad they, season ticket holders. They went the yeah. they went the better way, and we got to give them credit. Right, right? there's. Deserved yeah. credit here, but the reason I think there, if there is new ones, it's going to be very limited. Is and we'll jump over our second point to kind of get to this, but it's the stadium seating increase. Yeah, because if you that look, they surprise. added more luxury tickets. Well, they added both. Right, so, but what I what I'm my point about the luxury tickets is that those tickets may include parking. We don't know. They do. They do. They're, they're yeah. So I, I talked to I talked to my rep today. We were just kind of bullshitting a little bit, and 
he was selling their salt. Okay, so I'm making a some someone of something. The the new luxury stuff is being sold in packs of four. Uh, mm -hmm. From a pricing perspective, they're lower than Loge, so but they're still very expensive tickets. Yeah, and so um, they are increasing, but they've also increased the what is that? That the northeast stand got a little bit bigger, mm -hmm. which actually explains. So one of my friends reached out to me on Friday and like, hey, uh, I'm able to get tickets all of a sudden. I'm like, we're I thought we were sold out, and we got the yeah. email today. So further expansion stand, which by the way, a bigger stadium is better. It's louder. You know, just a reminder, I think our third home game this 21, year. 21,100, I think. Yeah, it's it's which what is I actually saw. decently sized now in MLS. Um, yeah. Our third home game is Orlando City. So the bigger the stadium, the better that atmosphere is going to be. So I think it's good. Like, I, I think this is yeah. a good thing. Again, it's, it's good news. Uh, I am curious to see. I don't know if anyone read the whole email. They listed as there's both opera and stadium seating. And I'm curious what opera seating is. versus One living room. Opera versus theater. Yeah, and that's what it was. So, so I'm curious. What the this is. opera is seating is going to be on. They're going to seat you on on the very edge of the covers over the east and west stands, and you're just going to sit there like an old time uh, construction worker sitting. But they're going to give steel. you. They're going to give you like pink and black glasses that you hold with one hand. Yeah, like it's going to be. You're, and and maybe a little tea time. It's going to be wonderful. It's it's just yeah. be fantastic. So I am. I'm if curious they do those glasses, like. we got to get a set. Oh, you know me. Like, yeah. I am the king of trying to get all the crap I can. So, <laughs> uh, last one. So there was so one more announcement. We did get the email that MLS season pass is coming. So I think we should expect that. It was it listed as expectation, but they acknowledge it as well. So yeah, and I think, I think it this expires was a good... in, in the middle of February. Or so, yeah, something. it's coming. Yeah, but I think this was a good like this was a good week for the club in regards to like season ticket holder expectations. Now, obviously, the big question is where is our season ticket holder event? The signing, the like that, that's the one that we're still waiting. We are three weeks from home opener, exactly three weeks today as we record this. I guess next week maybe we'll hear more. But like again, I want to take a moment. I am the first to bash the club. I will be also the first to say, listen, they, they did right by the season ticket holders and allowing renewals on parking to come first before premium seats. So I think that was great. And I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty like, I'm almost proud of the club that they went that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, hopefully this is a sign of more things to come this season and the, the team starting to do things right. Cause we've talked about it. Having the higher price point on tickets means you have to provide better service and a, a better quality product. So hopefully that's what we start seeing coming from them. Oh, Man, more news. It just keeps coming, right? More news. So, like, again, this surprised us. I mean, it shouldn't have been a surprise because they gave a they gave a uh, like a little trailer about this two days ago. Or yeah, but I wasn't really expecting this. Honestly, I wasn't expecting no. it so soon in the season. But yeah, but the reason I'm wearing this hat. Ball. Yeah, and so I got excited about this because last year this would have meant two home games for us because the all the Mexican te the league MX teams played at. Uh, the home stadiums during their group stage play at the home stadiums. Yeah. That's not happening this year. So the top four Liga X teams, which is Tigres, is one of them, gets their like they are basically the the they're the best in our group. So they're playing both their games at their neutral location, which is not is kind of TBD. Though I've read a lot of places kind of expecting Dallas, uh, Dallas so or Phoenix, I would guess somewhere in the southwest. Could be Atlanta too because it, it, it lowers travel, but so we're only also getting a one huge home game Mexican out of contingent in Atlanta and even Chicago. Well, so it's going to be a good I, venue wherever. I mean, it's going to be located near because they did make it. They made a big deal that it would be near, like it'd be near your sites. You could almost even think it could be Camping World Stadium in Orlando because they've hosted quite a few professional soccer games and big stadiums. Maybe, um, but. We're only getting one home game in group stage. So that was interesting because I was super excited until I was corrected about this. Uh, Fabian Renkel came out and explained it all, which was a he had a huge post. Um, mm, but yeah, so guy. we have a tough draw. Like this is not an easy group. Mm -mm. I, for one, think Liga MX is going to come out and really, really hurt the competition. I think they were embarrassed last year. I think. You saw it towards the end of the tournament. They took it seriously. I think the beginning of the tournament, they weren't taking it seriously. I think they're coming yeah. out swinging this year, and I think it's going to be real interesting. We'll see. Um, you know, I, I'm still a big... I don't know. I'm an anti-Leagues Cup guy. 
specifically because we're we're pulling out of the open cup for this bullshit and we're not even letting the Mexican teams play at home. Oh it just feels like a stack tournament. I don't love it. No, I, I think I think like that's a different conversation. And I know we're a little bit time limited, but we're already at 815 and so we're not too far yeah. in. But I agree with you. I, I think I think this tournament does Liga MX wrong. I would yeah. love to see MLS teams playing Azteca. I'd love to see oh, MLS God. teams playing at Monterey. Imagine. Like these are beautiful stadiums. Well, that I, and I, I feel know this like Monterey is not a new one, but their new one coming out to be gorgeous. Like that's what yeah. we should be doing it. And we can't say yeah. it's a travel issue because we travel all over the country for for MLS games. So yeah. we should be doing it right. Like I, I agree. I agree. Or and then, you do it like a World Cup, and you pick a couple host cities, and yeah, that's it. Couple host but, cities in Mexico, one in Canada, a couple here in the U.S., and that's how you do it. I'll tell you my bigger issue with this tournament. We take an entire month off. We stop yeah. MLS for an entire month off. But when Copa comes and it's played in America, we do not take time off. So we're losing Messi for, I think, seven. Well, if if um, Argentina makes it all the way through a tournament, they're expecting Messi not to play in seven MLS games because of that. And so we're saying League's Cup is more important than MLS regular season. Like, oh, that, that, that's That's ridiculous. So this is that's why I don't yeah. like these cup. We're in the hat. We want it. Like it's awesome, but I'm not a fan of this tournament. And and then throwing the whole US Open Cup is like a third reason. But I, I just think it's ridiculous that we are playing through Copa, but taking all of July and August off to play this tournament. Yeah. I hate it. I hate everything about it. But I, really, I liked winning it. You can't hate everything because we did get our CCC <laughs> buy through it. So like that's the one thing we're allowed to like. No, and that's fine. Like if the tournament keeps making improvements like the neutral the neutral venue for the Mexican teams is a good first step but if we keep making steps in the right direction then it then I I could be on board eventually I just I'm not crazy about the it just feels stacked in MLS's favor and I don't love it this this could become a cool tournament if again we start playing in Mexico or or do the neutral locations we start saying hey like we already have some Canadian teams, let's throw open it up a little more to Canadian league or open up some of the island nations. Like this becomes, in some yeah, ways, but then you like then it just comp- becomes CCC. But it's a bigger, right? Like CCC is limited to two dozen teams. Like you do a much larger CCC. I think that's a kind of an interesting tournament. I I just don't mm-hmm. like this. It's basically MLS, and we make guests of of Liga MXA. Like it's just not right, yeah. right to me. Or like alternate, like. Last year we had it in the U.S. Let's play it in Mexico yeah. next year. Something. Yeah, I'm under that. Just just make it a little more fair, and and this is a good step in the right direction. So we'll end it on a positive note. Um, let's 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 cover. Steve has a good question though. I think for us, you know, does does Miami need to prioritize this league's cup? I'll throw out. I don't think they do. I I, I okay. So let me let me kind of say it again. It depends what happens in CCC. If we don't win CCC, which there's a very strong possibility we don't. Then we're kind of sitting there, okay, we don't have a trophy. We know Messi's going to miss a ton of MLS games. I think there's now there's talk of an Argentinian tour that's going to pull him from two games. He's already missing seven. In China, so, right? Of, yeah, of 34 games, we already know he's missing nine, which is, doing quick math in my head, more than 25% of matches. So if we start yeah. saying MLS, so we probably say Supporter Shield's already out. Now we say MLS Cup is a little bit challenged. I think you do have to prioritize League's Cup because that might be your only real shot at a guarantee. Well, I'm not even saying guarantee. That's that might be your best shot at the next trophy. Like that's the next one up because probably we yeah. throw a U.S. Open Cup too. So I think you have to. When it's all said and done, unless we win CCC. So I think, and and I've said it before, and I'll kind of keep saying it. This is a tournament team. This is not a team that's going to win the Supporter Shield because we're not focused on that. This is a team that is going all out for CCC. They will go all out for League's Cup. And when if they make it into the playoffs, they're going to go all in on the playoffs because the playoffs is just another tournament thrown at the end of the season. This team is all about short bursts to victory. That's what the this team's built is, around for. The problem is if you ignore League's Cup, like I guess I guess what you're saying is you have to take advantage of League's Cup. I guess I'm not yeah. agreeing with you. Like you have you we are going to prioritize League's Cup because the regular season. Supporter Shield's definitely out, and I think U.S. Open comes yeah. out. So of the five trophies, if you lo- miss on CCC, you got to either win League's Cup or MLS Cup. Because let's be clear, if we don't bring a cup home this year, this team's a failure. 
Like I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I'll let someone, the, the, let someone on the one of someone else call that a bad take. But when we spent this much money it's, and put this much publicity, if you don't bring home a single trophy, if if it's, somebody it's calls that a bad take, they're an idiot. I'm just going to say a, it. Right, you have to like, win. They a trophy have to this win year. a trophy. It, it has to be something. Yeah. And and in my opinion, if they don't bring home at least two with the increased talent that we brought in, I, I don't think it's a su- successful season. I, I think that's fair. But I'm, I'm saying the bar pretty low. If you have to win one, and so I think if you miss out on CCC, have have, League's Cup just yeah. became your next trophy. You have to win one, and you have to be competitive in the rest. You can't yes. have a shit showing in one tournament. It, it, it Ironically, this is going to hurt your feelings. The only place we can have a bad showing is U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> that's the one where it's going to be acceptable, just because of everything else. I know that hurts. It doesn't hurt. It just that's that's the bad take. You 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 had me. I was in full no, agreement to that shit. I, I just think that's the one you can you you're allowed a bad showing in that no one's going to complain. The fans mm. will not get impatient off that one. I don't know. After that bitter taste of spending all that money watching Houston embarrass us in uh-huh. our own stadium. Well, you're going to get a chance to rant about Tata on that game, but let's let's get into what happened on Monday, which was. Kind of an interesting match to be to be to be fair. Like, I I don't think you can hate the match. I don't think you can love the match, but it's an interesting one. Branson, I know you yeah. want to talk about this. Do you want to jump into your rant, or do you want to go through the match first? No, let's go through the match because, um, you know, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> All right, so we we came out the same lineup as Dallas. Uh, no major changes. I was I made I had to take that we were going to start for air. He'd be he wasn't even on the lineup, so that didn't happen. Uh the yeah. final score for those who didn't watch, though, I imagine most of our, our listeners at least are aware, is was four three. Uh we had three goals, and that's why I kind of get into each one. So the first so first off, for good off, we were offside FC. Like we had so many offsides in this match where you could make a legitimate argument. We could have been up like six three in this match if if half those offsides yeah. hadn't been offsides. And these weren't like tight calls. We were blatantly offsides in most cases. So, uh, but first goal, uh, Gressel gets the ball inside the 18. He has a chance to quickly get the ball outside to Suarez. He takes his time. The defender kicks the ball from his feet perfectly in front mm-hmm. of Suarez and Suarez scores. Initially called offsides because Suarez was in front of Gressel at the time. But thankfully... The defender, since he kicked it, it wasn't offsides. This is both one of these goals that, like, listen, it looked great. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. If Gressel had turned and made that right away, this is a beautiful goal, and Suarez, like, gets to celebrate. Instead, it shows what we're going to get into, which is Gressel was the weak link of this match. And I know that people are going to say it's it's preseason, like, we still got to give Russell a chance, fine. But he was the weak link, and it was a, definitely one of, those, yeah. one of those opportunities. Well, and so, you know, going back to that goal, like the one thing I'll say is like I didn't watch it live, so I kind of, you know, had the benefit of like knowing what the outcome was going to be before I watched it Um, and it being preseason, like it's practice, like take a chill pill. And um, what I loved about it was I loved the, the effort we saw from Suarez all the rumors about him having bad knees and not being very good and not having the endurance, you know, he definitely did. And I think that's a big part of why he was offside so much is he was just very active. And, you know, I think, and you, and you said it like anybody else plays that ball to Suarez and it's, it's on target and, and he's burying it. And, you know, Gressel it, just needs more time, but Suarez also didn't give up on the play and finished it off. And and that's something we've missed sorely in the attack for several years. Well, so so I'm throwing out Steve Minow's comment here. Uh Gressel stays right wing back. And I am I don't want to say no Gressel. I just don't think Gressel in the midfield. I am not convinced no. of it because it wasn't just like his timing was off or he was not in shape. He didn't look no, look like he understood what to do with the big sense. four and the bar and the Barcelona kind of attack. It there are others like David Ruiz who get it, and so yeah. like I I'm firmly convinced if Robbie Taylor and you and I were discussing this before show, if Robbie Taylor yeah. who was on the bench had started in that right midfield, this game looks different. So let's get into the next goal, yeah, which was Ruiz earns a penalty in the box, super strong attack. They take him down. Interestingly enough, and it's brought up a lot on social media, 
on the other side of the of the field, uh, Toto did the similar kind of as a defensive uh, to one of their players and didn't get the PK. We got the PK of it. Uh, Messi just nails it top right corner. Messi gets you know on the board for the preseason. Not a lot to say, but I think this is more so like just Ruiz because it kind of comes up again. Ruiz's effort this game was unbelievable, which leads into the next one. About 30 seconds later, Ooh. Ruiz gets the ball top like top corner of the 18, comes inside the corner, double pit like pivots twice and just scorch her into the back of the net. David mm-hmm. Ruiz, hands down man of the match this game. He was he played as well as anyone on the pitch uh, on both sides of the pitch, by the way, because this was you know. Ahalal was a very good team. Their players looked they oh. looked they came out to win. And so and we're talking so we said that this was the most winnable game, right? And so after we recorded, I went and I was like, let me do a little more research on Al Halal and let me see. Because, you know, I must be missing something. If this is so winnable, I must be missing. They're like unbeaten in the last 26 <laughs> games. They're top of the league over Al Nasser. Like this is the best that the Saudi team has to offer, or Saudi league has to offer, and and we handled it. Yeah, I thought we handled it very well. If you get past the first twenty or thirty minutes, and I get that's a lot of time to get past. We looked good. We were the better team in the second half. We mm-hmm. played well. Uh, I think Drake kind of starting the weaknesses forward. Drake had a bad first half. He had a much better second half, except for that last goal that clearly just went straight through his hands. He should have had yeah. that. I felt some of our players were kind of intimidated. Like here were some some of these players on the other side where they're kind of their their idols, their stars coming now playing Saudi. It felt like that kind of game. And then our guys grew into mm-hmm. it. Like this is where I go. This was yeah. an interesting match because you know the question's been asked, Mike, did the panic go away? Yes. With a bunch of asterisks, because a, the only good goal I saw was the Ruiz goal. I am not giving credit mm. to Suarez's goal because that was an accident. Suarez looked great. Like Suarez, there was right, but we need to solve who that midfield is. I, I'm convinced Gressel's not it, but the panic subsided. Hands down, subsided. I'm not as freaked out now. If we don't score uh, tomorrow, it will go back up. But it's preseason, I don't care. We've all they have to a- do is score one goal. You said four goals, yeah. and you would feel better. So yeah, one tomorrow, I, saying, and you're, you're I just good. said if they don't score, I'll, I'll yeah. panic. I, if they score one, uh, but what I, if it's I one think- nothing, Al Nasser. Well, then I'll panic. Well, no, because then it comes a weird conversation that maybe our defense isn't so bad, uh, which no, leads us be bad. to our defensive struggles. So Noah Allen, probably the second biggest fan besides parents, he got torched. Mm-hmm. He got absolutely torched down the left side. Uh, the whole line struggled, but they they took advantage of Noah. Um I, I, I don't know what to say here besides I just don't think he's the starting left center back once Freire comes in. We'll talk about Nasser, like what we're expecting the lineup to be, but mm. I can't not acknowledge that this was by far one of um, Noah's kind of worst games. And, but I think we're starting to see is he's just not a left center back. Now, I, well, and I think this. what we're starting to see is that our coach in his infinite wisdom played Noah Allen in his natural position and in the position where he could have the best impact on the team. Oh, wait, he didn't. Yeah, but he can't. Like, it's either bench him or like th- this is the only chance he gets to see the field is in that back because he, he's not taking Jordi Alba's spot. Right. But we, you we have, don't have another. We are deep in center backs. If you're trying to sell center backs and market them, you play them. Apparently, you don't have to. McVeigh, we sold without with barely playing. He played. <laughs> he played 20 minutes. Look. If Tata wants to play this back five nonsense some more, that's fine, but you're going to need center backs. You can't sell them all. And so what's going to end up happening is we're one injury away because McVeigh's out next, and then I'm sure there'll be another center back out, probably Ryan Saylor, unfortunately, because Tata doesn't I play think, him I, either. I post on Twitter today. I, I, I feel like Sergey, like Sergey should be the next guy out. Though Sergey's the only one who's played every game. That's the that was my though. The though is yeah. he's playing him a lot for someone we'd be selling. So I think you can now start to make that's a like make the argument Sergey's here for the season. Yeah. And and you know, playing in a back five, we are at the point now, and some of this is an MLS roster rules because we can't afford to go out and buy quality center backs. And the other, but the problem is is like our coach just has this idea: let's play a back five. This is gonna save us. Oh, let's put three center backs. 
one of which is not going to be up to starting quality in MLS, but it doesn't matter. And, oh, by the way, our CDMs are going to play high up the field and press in the attack and leave our center backs completely exposed because our wing backs are also in the attack. So so I think it's worth saying, I'm going to say two things to you. One, it's preseason. Two, this is probably one of the top four teams we'll play the whole year. This is this team was better than any MLS team we're going to say. So I think five, a back five in MLS, the way Tata is playing it does not hold up for a season. Oh, I listen. Noah's not getting. Let's just pretend Noah keeps on playing left center back. He's not going to get continuously torched like these guys were taking. He was. Who was the Brazilian? Who's? I can't think of his name. Malcolm. He was great. Yeah. Who's comparable to him in MLS? Who's really comparable to him playing that right the right wing position? There's not many. I can't wait for Lewis Morgan to cook his ass. Well, luckily he's injured, so it's not a problem. But there's there's not that many guys that are cook. So I agree with you. Like I'm not discounting anything you're saying about Tata yeah. the lineup, but I do think you have to kind of coach it of two things. It's preseason. I'm going to remind you that one at least for the moment. And this was a very very good team that was cooking right. our players. And 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 so listen, I think I, my I think, my problem is not with how this team is playing because you put Freire, Sergey and Noah Allen in there, right? So who are who's backing those guys up? Like one it's not, it's one not Freire, injury. No, that's not that's not what it is. It's going to be Freire. Oh, Toto, I'm sorry. Toto, Toto and Sergey. And Sergey's going to uh, start. I don't think so. Who's he going to put in there? Noah Allen? Yedlin. And I'll explain why. No, I will. Let me explain why. Yedlin is playing as good as he's ever played in pink. I, I don't want to say he's playing great. He's playing okay, good offensively. He is not playing great defensively. But but he's going to start him because, A, Tata's entire defense is score more goals than their team. That's entire defense. We've seen it. We know it. This is, this is Madden Football 101. Like, he just wants to score goals. Yedlin, you really want to have on the pitch. Gressel, everyone believes is better than Yedlin, and I'm going to accept that statement, which means yet uh, Gressel's playing right back. Are you leaving our $600,000 guy who's playing well on the bench? No, I think he's going in right center back. Like, I, I, I think that's that, that's what's going to happen. So you're going to have him on right center, Frere in center, and Toto probably in left. And then you're So what's going to happen? And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with that is you're going to have everybody up on the other side of the field and you'll be playing a high center back line with two center backs. No, I, I don't think that's true because Gressel, who's going to drop what, back in defense. So what's going to happen is, because this is what I'm seeing when I'm watching the game is Yedlin wants to go forward. Gressel wants to stay back. He is weak coming forward. He does goes forward very hesitantly. I think you're going to see huge overlapping I think he runs goes from center back. Remember no. how, uh, who was the guy? Um, 31 was it 31? A uh, low, remember, low used to make those those runs, and we all used to laugh yeah. about it. I think Yedlin's gonna do it from the center back position. I know it sounds crazy, and everyone's like, Well, Mike doesn't know shit about soccer. Listen, I think that's what we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see Yedlin as a right center back, and I think he's gonna make offensive runs. <sighs> we're gonna get like you want to call this a bad take, but you're also somewhat seeing where I'm going with this. No, I think it's terrible. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's a bad take because it's not going to happen because knowing Tata and his shitty tactics, it probably will. Right. But what? But the reason we're seeing Gressel be so hesitant is because he's playing in a, a role he's not comfortable in. But when this he, is what I don't in get. In the El Salvador game where he played out on the right wing back, he was in aggressive. He was in the attack. He was moving forward, and he looked he looked good. He was making the runs. He he didn't have the timing down on the passing, but he looked good in the, but, but the up front. Here's what I don't get. Gressel was sold as a midfielder. There are people that you and I know that passionately Gressel was believe not sold as a midfielder. But there's you and I know two people that have, passionately believe that. Okay, but there's there's passionate people that are very passionate about his role as a midfielder. He shouldn't look so lost. Now. I get we're playing a style of football he may not be familiar with. Columbus P crew does not play Barcelona tiki taka football. Like it, it's it's not their thing. I hate but to tell you neither lost. do we. Well, <laughs> he looks lost up there right now. And yeah. I think what's going to back. I want to see. I'm hoping tomorrow we see him start at right wing back. We yeah, get him I a chance so. to play that position, and then 
we see a competition for that position from him and, and Yedlin, which again, I just don't think you can have any knocks on Yedlin right now when he's playing right wing back. He's playing exactly as Tata no, wants him to play. And I I don't knock him as a right wing back. I do I do have serious fears for us if we play him as a center back. I I I don't disagree. Like right, like I'm telling like, you what I think is going to happen. I'm not saying that's yeah. what I want, but no, I, I I don't see. I just I when you have a player playing that well, you want to get him to pitch some way, shape, or form, right? That that's just yeah, but especially who's someone who can do crosses, do those are huge overlapping runs, has the legs, yeah, but. I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, we've pretty much seen the same squad, like, the last three matches. Like, are we going to give anybody else the time to, like, kind of step up and, like, let's see what they can do? Probably not. I, I think we see – I do. I think once we get to – so Friday – I don't know if – guys, by the way, I was just looking at the time. So Sunday's game – excuse me, in, uh, was that the China game or Japan game? No, it's a Hong Kong game. Hong Kong game. 3 a.m. in the morning our time. So good luck. Either drink a lot and stay up or go to bed early. Uh, I think that's the game we start to see some more experimentation. I think from a club perspective, you wanted a good showing in Saudi Arabia. It's very public. People are going to watch. When you have a game at 3 in the morning on our time, that's where you get the experimentation. We'll see. I hope so because, like, we got to end this Gressel experience. And maybe if, um, if Gomez was with the team, I, I don't know when he'll be back. Maybe he'll be back for those games. Like you put him in the midfield and, and put Gressel back on the wing where he belongs. He yeah. does not belong as a midfielder. He looks shit. I want to, I really, really, and again, I'm a big Gedlin fan. So my defense of him is probably a little over the top, but I want Gressel to start at right wing back. I don't care if Yedlin's on the field to start tomorrow. Give Gressel a shot. I know it's preseason to show what he can do from right wing back. I, I, Remember, I didn't see the El Salvador game. I don't know what really happened in that one. But give Gressel that shot and let him prove that he's the better right wing back than than Yedlin, at least at this point in time in the preseason. Listen, I think Yedlin has played well enough this preseason that I'm pretty confident that there's going to be offers coming in for him from MLS. Well, that would be great. I mean, think about how much money he is. That would be fantastic. We got to clear cap space because... Yedlin moving off. We are off, not compliant. Yedlin moving off is nothing but good for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sol- it solves problems for him. It solves problems for us. I think it's great, though. Theoretically, having two of the better right backs in the league is not a bad thing because we already have two of the better left backs in the league. Because when you no, count not... Negri, but yeah, I wouldn't say thing. it's a bad thing. I just think like. Tata very clearly does not want to be good in defense. He's more concerned with offense, and we're not selling any more offensive players, I don't think. So I I could see us moving another midfielder, right? Like we haven't. Mm. There, there is worth noting we have not sold one of the young guns yet. There we haven't sold Benha. We have Ruiz, Noah. I know we've kind of like it's weird because at, at one hand we're saying this is a win now team, which means we should sell the youngins. The other hand, we've had, I think Henderson said like, we want to keep our, our, our youth, but I just going to, I'm going to be somewhat surprised in the next three weeks. If we don't sell one of the young guns for the right offer, I'm not talking I like mean, a multi-million dollar EPL offer. I'm just talking inter intra league offer, like a Bryce Duke type offer. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Just because we need those players on the roster because they do not count against the cap. Yeah, homegrown players gam. do not count. We need gam, but you don't. You don't listen because you don't sell a homegrown player. For let's be honest, none of these homegrown players are getting that much gam to make this worth it. The Duke. If you go back and look at the Duke, we are not trade, selling. Was- no, none of these guys have a record as deep as Bryce Duke did when we sold him. I get it, but we need. We're gam. not getting that we kind are, of money. We are, I, I, I understand we, that we need, we need Gam, but you don't sell a player who does not count against the cap to only have to bring in another player who will count against is, the cap. But this is a buyer's market. It's I'm not, not saying bring happen. in another player. Hold on, you're you're making a mistake. I'm saying sell and not you, refill. No, but you okay. The only person you could do that with is No Allen. If you I sell a midfielder, I, I I promise you you have to bring in another cheap midfielder unless you have another one in the academy me. ready to go. I think, then I think you're Alex, Alex posted like the seven midfielders we still have on our roster. 
like we have midfielders. I don't, I'm just telling you, you I think I could grown. see us selling one. I, we need Gam. We need Gam. And I think you're not going to so, get enough Gam. So I didn't say it. You're not going to get enough get Gam from got, one of these guys. We, we <clears> took a heavy loss on McVeigh. I think it proved now McVeigh is not deserving of a lot of money, but I think we've got less for him than we probably should have because it is a buyer's market, not a seller. We're accepting lower prices than should because we're scrambling. It's my opinion. We're scrambling to fill this roster to make this roster compliant. And so I could absolutely no see us taking a shitty deal just no. to get some gam to, to make this compliant. Not on a homegrown. I, I guarantee you Henderson would rather take a bath on one of the other players than he would like. But, but he'd be like, hey, give me two bucks for, for Coco. Yeah, but who wants Coco when I can get David Ruiz, who just really showed himself, right, but and they're not gonna, he can be in my – Calm Especially down. if they get the uh, the what the homegrown rights, and you're ready them. to sell David Ruiz to the Buddhist I'm not, league. No, no, no. I'm not. First off, that is not what I said. I said you told me. Okay, you said he just set himself aside in the biggest stage ever, and, and that value, at 19 million. years old he could go where he wants. No, I did not say that. That that is not. What I said he increased his value by millions of dollars in that game, and from the biggest stage in front of all those people. If you increase now your, watching him. If you increase your value by millions of dollars, that means you can go anywhere you want. No, it doesn't. Where? No. Yeah. The guy had okay, the guy's sorry, value pre this was USL. like sixty. It was nothing. It was it was a, he had a nothing value. No one had heard of this guy for the most part. <sighs> and his gam is going to no, save no us. Scout, one. You no heard scout. No scout in EPL Bundesliga Syria had heard of David Ruiz <laughs> before Monday morning and or guess Monday afternoon. What? They've already saying, forgotten his name. Yeah, but my point I, was I he was going to move game. in MLS. Oh, dude! He, if you're gonna he's if you're gonna try to quote me, quote me correctly. He's not going anywhere. It's a risk. I think it's a risk. If you need gam, you got to get it somewhere. You don't get way, it from for, people that don't cost money. I, I hope so. At some point, for our viewers, we probably have to explain gam and tam and DPs and all these things because no. I feel like everyone who gets an MLS don't waste your time. I feel feel bad. <laughs> just just know we always. Gam. Just know as a competitive team, we always need gam. Gam all is monopoly. Gam is monopoly <laughs> money, and to win this game, you have to have the most monopoly money. It's it's yeah. simple, and we need and we're running out of monopoly money. That's correct. All right, so I think I think we covered most of this game. Like I said, yeah. it was an interesting game. It was a tale of two halves for the most part. Uh, we scored, so covered like the needs to score. Suarez, Suarez played hard. He played competitive. He looked like he was going to kill the ref at one point, multiple points. The team got chippy. Like it was a game. We came out that we wanted to win. Uh, we didn't deserve to win. It wasn't those games we played so well deserved. Like we didn't deserve to win. I don't even think we deserved to draw by the time it was over. But uh, it was an enjoyable match. Once I got past the first thirty minutes, the first twenty or thirty minutes were rough. Now, Branton, you were you were not watching it, but I was texting you like, "Oh, this sucks. This is so bad. Please make yeah. it stop." And then we started scoring, and it kind of changed the mood. But that's good. Like that's good. So let's get into next to, to tomorrow. So tomorrow's be Thursday. Uh, we are going to play a Ronaldo list. Anasar. He's not playing. As, yep. of, as of today, he's not playing. I still think there's a Saudi oil tycoon right now trying to offer him an extra $50 million to play because they want to see you know Messi Ronaldo. But as of now, he's not playing. Listen, I'm a firm believer at this point. No Ronaldo, no Messi. Bench him. It won't happen, but no, it won't because he's a Saudi, <laughs> he's the Saudi uh spokesman. All right, so. Trying to find the comment because someone po posted a comment that actually looked a lot like what I was I was throwing out there, but uh, not a lot of changes. I think the biggest change is I, I think in the midfield you got to get Gregory going earlier. He is a DP or semi DP. Uh, I think he provides you know when we talk about needing some more defense of depth, depth Gregory provides it. So I do think Gregory and Busquets Ruiz line up the midfield in the back. I am throwing out what I kind of said earlier, or I definitely said earlier, with Alba, Toto, Freire, Yedlin, and Gressel. I don't know if Freire is available. If he's not, it would be Sergei. Uh, but I do think we put Gressel, Yedlin on the field together on the right side and just kind of let's see it play out. By the way, something to throw out here. On the attack, this probably becomes a, a four-man back line and possession, and Yedlin moves up to right back, and Gressel moves up to... Uh, to 
kind of a more of an attacking midfielder, or you can almost have a swap where kind of Yedlin just goes all the way front and, and Gressel stays back. So I think there'd be a little bit of change there. Uh, but this is what I'm thinking on this line, uh, the lineup we're going to see tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be experimental. I, I do think Messi's going to play. Yeah. Um, my only question mark is Freire. I don't know that he'll, I don't know if he'll play. I don't know if he's up to it. I, we don't know. Um, the team, you know, being in Saudi Arabia, I don't think we've had any kind of like media questions from from our people. It's mostly like people in Saudi Arabia asking about Messi. So we really don't know what's going on with that. Um, you know, I, I get it if maybe he doesn't start. Maybe he comes in as a sub. Um, and, you know, I really – I don't know what we're going to see in the back three. I, I don't – I we both thought that Sergey wasn't going to get a lot of playing time and he started or played each game. So for all we know, it could be Toto Sergey in the middle and Freyer out on the right, um, which is probably your strongest back line. If you're going to play with three true CDMs. Um, but he also loves Noah as the left center back. So we might see that again. He, he, I think with Freyer coming in, Come on, Noah's Noah's always been a plug-in left center back, right? Like that wasn't yeah. his preferred position. I know people close to the Noah camp that I joked about four weeks ago before we started that he'd be a left center back, and they even kind of made it like like that's not going to happen, and yet we've seen it. So uh, I, I don't think he's long for that position. And this is kind of where you go into like he's the also the one the one youngling that can move because he we don't need him with Negri and Alba there, but. I do think I want to put Joe's comment here because I think this is interesting. We're, we're talking so much about defense, but not sold on Suarez and Messi alone up front. 100% agree, Joe. Joe. Joe's not the first person to say this, right? Like, where is this the right offensive play? Could we, instead of putting Ruiz, leave Gregory Busquets and then go to a, a, a three man line, you know, play Messi more as a cam and then Suarez and Kim Poppy? Do we put it, we go to a two man front and, and a real two man front and let Kim Poppy play? Because we have not seen him play much with this group. And I know there's a lot of people, not me, there's a lot of people who want to see that. Yeah, I think you absolutely can. And I think if I'm Tata, first of all, I hate myself. Second of all, I I would start experimenting with a, a like a four-man back line. Because, again, we are one injury away from having to start Ryan Saylor at, at center back with these guys. Like I love Ryan Saylor, but I think we need to start like, Hey, it's preseason. Let's, let's try it back four, add an additional midfielder. So drop Messi back. And then you can play with the Suarez and Campana up top formation, which, which would also allow Busquets or Gregory to kind of step back and play a more defensive midfield role, which provides cover to your center backs, which I don't think the midfield is doing a good job of covering defensively for those center backs right now. So I would love to see something like that. We won't see it because uh, Tata's married to his tactics. And so we well, just have to hope that it plays out and then we figure things out. So I'll give you a reason why another reason why I think it happens like a, a yes. And Suarez made a ton of runs last game mm-hmm. at some point. He can't do I know he played what 50 plus games last year. I think I've said that almost every show now. He's gonna yeah. get tired. Giving a second attacking striker, you know, however they position it, especially with Frias out, who would have been kind of that other person. I, I think you gotta try Campana there. Do I think he's a solution? No, we all know I'm not a Campana fan, but I think yeah. you try it out, see how it looks. Shit, put Robbie up there. Let my boy Robbie Robinson get up there and play a little bit too. Like, I just think we need a second stroke. We gotta try a second stroke. Yeah. And let and let Messi distribute. Yeah. Did you see like I don't know if you saw I'm you sure saw that play where Messi had the ball at his feet and the uh the one out uh law guy had his jersey ripped halfway off him as he's still dribbling around him. Like Messi still has that ability to bring the ball and distribute. Like let him do that. Yeah, and I think playing him up 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 top as like another striker, I think it's a mistake. I agree. Uh, so much of Messi's magic has come from the midfield or the wing. Like he's like that's that's where he's made his living. And now you're having him be like a shadow striker to Suarez. I just don't think it makes sense. But you know, here we are. Um, right. So, so we got ten minutes left. I want to do a fashion show, and then I want to open up some <laughs> well, questions. Before that. Okay. 
What are your thoughts on Al Nasser? What's the final score prediction? Man, so that's interesting. You know, I think we said it last game with Ronaldo in here, it was going to be a, a shellacking. I, I'm going to call this close. I'm going to be going. I think we win this 3-2. I agree. I'm going to put it out there. I'm thinking I'm going 3-2 win. I agree. I, I think agree. it's going to I think I think it does not start out well for us again and we settle down and hopefully the team is I think the opposite. I think we come out and we burn the barn down and then we make subs and we give up. No, I think I think we have to win this. I I'm really curious, you know, I don't watch a lot of Saudi Arabian soccer. I don't know how pro- prolific that uh, that huge offside trap well, is, but I'm curious the- like how we handle the off because obviously the other thing we saw with Al Halal and before we move on, we're going to see with Al Nasser because some of their better Saudi players are away at the Asia cup right now. All right. So I think think, with that and AFCON going on, we're not getting like cream of the crop. Mike V has made some interesting takes, but I think Brandon, this is the take that you would love to jump in on, on a Kampapi hat trick here. Tata won't play him long enough. Sorry, Mike. (laughs) Hey, listen, Ruiz, Ruiz essentially created two goals in, in 90 seconds, so you never know. All right, can I do my fashion show? Can I Let's can I twirl for the, for the people? All right, so I am rocking the brand new kit. So anyone who listened to us Sunday night, we said Monday the kit's going to get released, listen to us, and we're going to give out some stickers. Appreciate my boy Joe. He did get stickers. He met us at the, at the stadium. We got the new kit. So I'm wearing the new kit. I'm going to. So a couple of things I got to throw out on this kit. I still like the vertical design. I don't have the body for a vertical design, I've learned. So <laughs> vertical design, if you are if you are fat, I don't know how to say if you If people show weight bias against you, what happens is each logo gets farther and farther out, and it doesn't look great. So this is inspiring me to lose weight. The second thing is, it was funny. I'm like, when I was with, with Joe at the store, I said, man, that's a thin material. And I got home. And like there was a little bit of that Matweedy nipples going on on this. And I'm like, man, maybe this is just me. And then I was watching the match. And man, this is a thin kit. Like you can see everything through it. The color Getting helps. Our wet it. t-shirt contest kit. It's back. another wet t-shirt contest kit. Comfortable. I am also wearing the pink shorts, the matching pink shorts. I picked those up at the stadium too. Uh like them. Very nice. Nothing good or bad to say about them. Do they have pockets? They do not have pockets, but I mean. They're the match Actual day shorts. Okay. Day I didn't, shorts. I, yeah. You didn't, yeah. you didn't send me a picture of those. So I didn't know. I, I apologize. I, I, yeah. I, I am. Screw me. Can I get this? Oh, yeah. Let's see my backup. You know, let's see. God. What we do for our people, right? Going to sh- show off some leg. Uh, yeah. I like the, the shorts. I do know. I, I think, I don't know if it's a Steve or someone else on it that would love to see black shorts with a pink top. I agree. I agree. I'm hoping. Maybe two seasons from now we'll do we we'll go mix and we'll match. Alternate. Oh man, mixing match would be so sexy. But yeah, I still like the kit. And if I had a body like Messi or any of our other players, like, this. like that, yes, I think the kit looks great. Chubby Mike, not so good. But I'm gonna lose weight, and maybe by end of season I will not look like that. But I'll look enough better enough that I'm actually kind of okay wearing this kit. Well, I hate to admit it, but um, as much as I hate this kit. I did actually buy it. Um, I did not go to the team store. I bought it online. So hopefully it's supposed to come tomorrow. Um, So I should have it for our next show. And I will probably be hating it because uh, if it's not flattering to big guys, it's not going to look good on me. So, yeah, yeah. I I don't know how to anyway say it besides (laughs) vertical doesn't work. Uh, I will also say I hope you're watching our YouTube and Instagram all week because we did do a comparison between the authentic in the replica we got both kits show those off we did unbox well i'm sorry unbagging videos did it correctly this time uh we had a lot of fun with this and yeah so we'll keep track of any new gear coming out uh, there's still i mean we've still kind of we haven't seen the new polo yet and there's some other stuff so we'll, we'll see what's going on but hopefully there'll be some new stuff so there won't be right, a polo t- tata doesn't wear polos there's always just a polo. it's an mls it's an mls pants. man maybe new track pants i like the oh, last year's track pants were sick Unless your shorts suck because they didn't have a zipper. Uh, that's true. So let's All see. right, so we've got we've got five minutes again. We want to get out of here at nine. Uh, let everyone jump over to any other shows they might want to watch. 
Uh, so yeah, so if anyone has any questions, give it a few seconds for uh, for our viewers to throw up some questions. Uh, we'd be happy to answer them. We need, we need question music. We got to figure out a song to play like the first few seconds. <laughs> Jeopardy music. That's what we need. Yeah. Okay, not really a question, but uh, yeah, Mike V is also is joining the Branson hate. Listen. I am not making you ta hate Tata. I'm just pointing out areas where he's coming short, and there's a lot of them. So join me on the train. Um, and listen, I, if he if he wins multiple trophies this year and the back line looks great, I'll be the first one to say, Tata, I'm sorry. I was wrong. So, but, so while we're not getting questions, I will say this. No one can at all tell me Tata's better than Phil. No, and that's same. where we stand right now. They are the, they are the same. The the records are the same. That they, they have no problems. Now Phil did more with less, right? Like Phil, okay, he lost a lot, mm -hmm. but he had a lot less people. He had half his original team. Tata got the original team plus people back plus six new players. Four, if you say okay, Messi and Alba were injured for the second half, but like Tata has done less result. with more, <laughs> right? So I'm not fully on the hate train yet, but I'm definitely getting there. All right, easy question for you, Brand. It's not an easy question because nobody knows this, but and I'll show my Lenoche. I do the B Griff eight. So I always get B Griff and eight on the back of the new kit jersey. And that's what I'll be wearing at the tailgates and stuff like that. Um, and I I hate this pink kit so much that I will not buy another one. Um, so I will be getting a Suarez Lenoche. With the new Royal Caribbean, because this is still the XBTO, so that I've will got, be coming. I've got the Suarez Noche. I got it because I want to have the first kit for all the big players, and then somehow possibly try to get them signed. Uh, maybe at like a ticket event. Like Messi won't show up for a ticket event, probably not Suarez, but I could feel like a Alba or a, a Busquets probably could. Uh, I do have a question yeah. though, Brand, because I don't know this. Why eight? Uh, eight is for Steven Gerrard. He's um, I. I and I've, I've told this story before, but not on this show, obviously. Um, I, I was not born into a soccer family. I did not grow up playing soccer. I grew up playing football and baseball. Uh, and, and in high school, I started playing soccer a little bit because one of my friends kind of like, or I'm sorry, my football coach at the time was like, hey, I'm coaching the soccer team and we need players come play. And so I was like, okay. And it just happened to be around the World Cup time. And I saw Steven Gerrard play against uh the u.s and um while he did not have a great game everybody was kind of gravitating around him and and so i was like i gotta find more about this guy and that's where i found out about liverpool and i fell in love with with not just liverpool but steven gerrard and and then i'm here with inner miami like he created a love that i i never even knew um i've never followed a team as closely as i do liverpool um you know, Liverpool, Inter-Miami play, hands down, I'm supporting Liverpool. Uh, but Inter-Miami's catching up. So, you know, I get eight for him just because he brought me to this game. And, yeah, that's why. I think that's beautiful. I, I was trying yeah. to figure out how I can make it get a tear going uh, <laughs> to go and so. Yeah. We are, it's oh. 8.58. I think we can start wrapping it up. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. We gave almost no notice for the show. Had a couple of viewers come watch. We appreciate you watching. Um, yeah, guys. Let's watch the game tonight. And then we're trying to figure out when we'll do their next show. So we do have another show Sunday. Uh, Mike V, we we covered we covered that it was spanked. Yes, I'm a Chelsea fan. I learned that. Uh, That's we know that we have more games on, on Saturday it. night, essentially. So not sure if we'll do something right away afterwards, but we'll try to do something pretty quick. Uh, also depends on how much more news. Like I said, there was a lot of news this week that we weren't expecting. So jumped on. And I story. would expect more transfer, more outgoings coming so you know as always guys thank you guys for listening um if you have the time get over there quick to the battered herons feed support them and everything they do and support any of the other um content creators in the inner miami sphere there's a lot of us that, that are doing this just for fun and for you guys um as always follow us on social media if you are not subscribe to us on twitter please do so and click the notification bell so you get alerted when we're when we schedule live shows 
when we post new episodes, when we post shorts, like we did with our kit comparison. And, you know, next time Mike's in that area, maybe he'll count parking spots for you guys. Get an update on that. <laughs> but on that note, thank you guys for everything you do and for being here with us. And we'll catch you guys in the next one.